welcome gals to live call number three. I believe we're live, but my um, internet's a little slow right now, and so I can't see who is on the call just yet. So um, I will get a, a feel for if everyone can hear me in just a second. It's just kind of taking its time to load. So um, I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, and um, it's just wonderful to get to connect after all the busyness and, um, okay, here we are. Now we're, we're here. Um, if you would, you're all on mute, but if you would press star two and raise your hand, if you can hear me that way, I know that we are, um, live. Okay, good. Thank you so much. All right. So, um, just remember, um, you can ask questions at any time. I'll be watching this um, control panel, and hopefully my um, refresh, um, my computer will refresh more quickly uh, as we go along. So, um, okay. So the purpose of today's call is to really support you in the three questions that I asked on the Facebook group, and those questions were um, about basically your win you know, what you're struggling with and what you need more support on. So I really want to take time to um, help those of you who posted and um, give you a little bit more support, whether that would be answering questions or uh, sharing more about a few topics that came up or um, also just giving you um, just more tapping uh, and more, you know, we can just do some live tapping here on the call. Okay. So it looks like we have on the call right now, we have Jen and Sydney and Brooke and Vina. Looks like a few more people are popping on. Welcome, welcome. Okay. I think I've heard from most of you. Um, and and uh, I, may, I may ask if anyone else pops on, I may ask to see, you know, if they have anything more that they want to share about their their win or struggle, you know, more support that's needed. But, but for now, you know, it sounds like um, for most people, y'all did really well when it came to serving a healthy Thanksgiving meal or bringing your own food or being able to say no to the unhealthy foods. And it sounded like there was a lot of um, wins in that way. And I'm so happy for y'all because um, I know the feeling personally of, of dreading the Thanksgiving season because of all of the, and just not wanting to have that, that food coma afterwards and, um, not knowing how to navigate the, you know, social dynamics. And, um, it sounded like you all did really well. And, um, so a few things that we'll be talking about today that came up in the, the Facebook group is, is staying steady on the healthy intentions that you've made despite busyness. So in the middle of a crazy week, like with Brooke, you know, she's hosting 17 people at her house right after a really big uh, remodel. You know, how do you keep, how do you stay steady with a, a, a busy, uh, crazy season like that? How do you stay steady with your healthy intentions? Um, so we'll chat a, bit, a little bit more about that. Um, we'll talk about a morning and evening ritual, just how to integrate that into your life in a way that really fits for you. And then I'm going to talk about some ideas for food so that healthy eating doesn't take on an air of boredom. And we'll do a little tapping on um, any resistance to staying steady with your routine. And and uh, then someone brought up, um, or a few people brought up, people kind of misunderstanding your decision to stay healthy or not really understanding why you're doing what you're doing. And um, I want to tap on that as well because um, the social dynamic of food is a huge one. Depending on you know your social circle or your family or how supportive people are or how much they understand. And so that's definitely something I want to tap on with y'all. So okay, before we dive in, any questions, any comments or shares, um, you can press star two to raise your hand if there's anything that I've missed that you want me to um, address today. I'll give you all a second. Okay. 
All right. So let's talk about staying steady on your healthy intentions despite busyness. And then um, I want to follow that up with doing some tapping on it because um, this whole thing about staying steady despite busyness and also just, you know, transitioning into like um, this lifestyle, sometimes you'll bump up against some resistance. So we want to work through a little bit of that. And then we'll move on to to the next few things. So, okay, I think the most important thing on keeping a very um, strong intention and staying vigilant with whatever, um, you know, healthy food, yoga, your meditation, getting outside, whatever your intention is that you wrote down that you want to really stay steady with. I think one of the most important things um, on a foundational level is to remember that, you know, you are, whether you're a parent, whether you are um, a, a sibling or a sister of someone, or, you know, you, you have people around you who are, are inspired by you. They're watching you. They're noticing how you handle things. And um, it may feel selfish to, to stay steady on a healthy, you know, ritual or go to yoga, even though you feel bad about, um, leaving your kids, you know, whatever it is. But remember that what you're doing is you're, you're training the people in your life to understand what a healthy being really looks like. And, and, um, I can't even begin to tell you how inspiring it is to watch someone, who's willing to take care of their health. It has a huge, huge ripple effect. And um, unfortunately, in this culture, you know, we've been very programmed to think that not taking care of ourselves is somehow maybe more, um, more loving or more spiritual, maybe, or um, uh, just more kinder to the people around us. But it's actually the opposite. The more that you know how to take care of your being, not you know, not out of balance, there can be an imbalance here, but the more you know how to do that, the more you're going to be inspiring other people to learn how to do that themselves because people don't get near as much inspiration from books or speeches or YouTube videos. They're watching the people around them who they love and they, when they see these really life-giving um, effects of what you're doing. Um, it is, it's the most, it's the most powerful thing you can do to support people around you is do it yourself. And when you're able to do that, even in the midst of busyness, um, the result is really amazing. Now let's talk about, um, how to be realistic with that, because I, I, I know that there is this challenging balance of, um, you know, not overworking yourself during a holiday season, you know, you're maybe off of work and you want to let down your hair a little bit and not be quite as structured and maybe not wake up as early. And, um, I think that's really important too to give yourself a psychological break during the holidays and, um, to not be too rigid or, um, overly boundaried. So it's finding that balance of structure and flow that fits for you. Um, but I would say during the holidays, I just encourage you to shorten the the things that you're doing and still do them, but just make them a little bit shorter. So for example, if you do a, a meditation, a meditation, a tapping that's that's normally, you know, uh, 20 minutes or 45 minutes, you know, take it down to a five or 10 minute one and just make sure that you get it in so that you are, um, you're staying steady with it. You're keeping that practice going. You have a chance to become centered before you have to do your day. Um, but, but make it a little bit shorter. If you're doing, um, if you're, you're tempted to like skip going to yoga, you know, it's totally okay. Just find a, a short practice for you. There's a lot of, of great, um, you know, practices on YouTube, even if it's not yoga, even if it's another, um, workout or you just need to get out and take a walk, um, take a quick run, do something that is, is just shorter, but you're still keeping that, that steady consistency because that's also helping you rewire your brain to, to not fall back into old patterns um, when you're on break. So, so just shorten those things. And um, I think that that makes it much more realistic. 
Um, or you can even move the time from it being in the morning. You know, like if you do a morning ritual of of exercise and tapping or exercise and meditation, you can maybe move it to um, the afternoon or move it to the evening. Um, you can you can kind of play with it to fit your needs. So the structure of this is keeping those things in your day and the flow is how long you do it and where you put it. So um, I hope that that's helpful just on a practical level when it comes to, to busyness. But um, I do want to do a little tapping on this right now um, before we move any farther and uh, see if we can work through any resistance to that or you know any any emotions that come up for you. Um, okay, so before we do tapping, does anyone have any questions or comments? Remember, this is your time. So anything that's showing up for you, um, I want to I want to hear about it. I want to support you because likely you're not the only one dealing with it. And um, we can really support each other here. So you can press start two to raise your hand if you have any questions, comments. If not, we will do some tapping. Okay. So let's start with the reset. And, um, and then we'll dive into the specific tapping on staying, staying steady and your healthy intentions despite busyness. And so start tapping on the karate chop point and close your eyes and take a moment to just allow all the other things happening in your life, just allow them to kind of move to the periphery so you kind of have your little bubble space in your mind's eye. And then blow all the air out of your mouth And then start tapping on the eyebrow point and inhale through your nose. Go to side of the eye and exhale really slowly. So we just want to calm the nervous system down. Go to under the eye, inhale really fully and deeply. Under the nose, exhale fully. Just keep that going. So inhale on a point and exhale, switch points. And inhale, just keep on going at your own pace. And maybe in your mind's eye, imagine that you just release this week, anything that did or didn't happen, that you allow this moment to be completely new. And with every inhale, just expand through the breath. And every exhale, envision any energy that feels heavy or dark just leaving you. Awesome. Let's just go a little bit longer here, allowing your whole nervous system to just calm down. And then let's go ahead and do the neurovascular point. So one hand goes to the front of the forehead, just pressing in gently, but firmly. And then one hand goes to back of the head, just right in the middle. And you inhale and press in gently and firmly. And then exhale through your mouth. And do that three times. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Inhale through nose. Exhale through mouth. Awesome. Okay, so let's go back to karate chop point. Keeping your eyes closed and just putting all of your attention and energy and focus 
on the vision or the intention that you have set for your health. And let's just take one thing that you notice you're struggling with right now. So one thing, not the whole vision, not the whole thing you wrote down, but just one area that feels like there's some struggle. So it could be getting to your yoga class. It could be getting your green ritual in every day. It could be getting a morning routine set or doing your meditation every day. Just draw to mind that one thing that has felt like a struggle. And then notice the feeling. When you think about moving through this struggle and and you think about actually doing this this thing, whatever it is, you might feel a little bit of resistance or anxiety or pushback. So let's just tap on this. So tune into what that is and move deeply into the feeling or the sensation. And let's do karate chop point three times, just out loud or in your mind. Even though I feel this and name the emotion, I love and accept myself. Even though I feel this, just name whatever it is, I accept myself and how I feel. Even though I feel this, I deeply love and accept myself and I'm ready to move forward. Awesome, so start tapping through the points at your own pace. And allow yourself to put all of your focus on that feeling that feels like resistance or anxiety, whatever emotion is there that feels like is blocking you from just doing whatever you've set your mind and your intention to do for your health. And you might feel a lot of, um, you might feel a lot of resistance when you think about it. And it may take you a little time to, to grab a hold of that feeling. Just keep tapping through the points and allow that feeling to just draw up to the surface. Remembering with tapping, we want to allow the emotion to come to the surface so we can tell your subconscious mind, this is the blockage we're working on. And remember, every emotion is welcome. So watch out for any inner voices that say you shouldn't feel like that. You can't have those feelings. See if you can let that go and allow yourself to just feel whatever's here. Continue to tap through the points. And if you notice the energy of resistance or anxiety or whatever you're feeling dialing down, keep on holding the the picture in your mind of actually doing this one thing, moving past that block and see if any more resistance bubbles up. Awesome, and then take a deep breath in. Exhale through your mouth, and I just want to get a 
little pulse on how y'all are feeling. So if the emotional energy of this, whatever you picked, is above a five, meaning it's still pretty strong, there's still a pretty like um, large amount of resistance, then press star two to raise your hand. I won't call on you. I just want to get a read on it. I'm going to refresh this page to make sure I'm actually getting a, a correct read here. Okay. Okay. Looks like we are doing good here. Okay, so um, now let's, let's do the little exercise of... Um, Seeing the image or picture in your mind of what you're wanting to create and then feeling that feeling in your body. Because when you can pair a clear intention or vision with uh, an elevated emotion, a really good feeling, then you send the signal to your subconscious mind that tells it that it's safe to change. So this is often why we feel resistance or pushback to making a change it's because the subconscious mind is associating whatever your intention is with something that's maybe hard or stress-inducing or negative. You know, like exercise is a great example of this. People are like, I want to exercise, but, but part of them, like when they think about doing it, there's a, the part of the subconscious mind that's like, ugh. No, it just feels stressful and it feels hard and it feels heavy and I want to do it. And so we have to work with the subconscious mind in order for, for change to be, um, to be lasting and, and to feel much easier. So let's go back to Karate Chop Point. Take a, take a deep breath in. Exhale it out. And I want you to envision whatever... Whatever intention that you have, that one thing, and envision yourself doing it and imagine how you would feel if you absolutely loved doing this. Maybe you feel light, confident, or, or free. Maybe you visualize yourself just eating beautiful, live, vibrant food or... Um, feeling so good after a meditation or after a, a yoga practice or an exercise practice. And see if you can draw that good feeling that you created in the mind, draw it into your heart. So allow yourself to feel all that good energy, all of that, that glowiness. And as if there's just lots of happiness and glowiness and gratitude and just that good feeling and it's all in your heart and then start tapping through the points your own pace and really tune into your heart center and feel those good feelings and then in your mind's eye See the picture or image of doing that thing that was once a struggle. See yourself doing it easily and effortlessly. And with joy and with gratitude. Keep tapping through the points. And then again, see that picture, that image in your mind of it feeling just light and easy and like no-brainer. This is the new normal. And then go back to the feeling in your heart. The more you focus on allowing that good feeling of lightness, ease, peace, 
just freedom or confidence. The more you tune into it, the more it expands. And then now see if you can do both at once. So just just keep tapping through the points, see the image in your mind, and feel that good feeling in your body. Letting your whole subconscious mind get on board with the idea that this thing is good, it's healthy, it's life-giving, It's the new normal, there's ease. And then just bring your hand to your heart center. Take a deep breath in. And just take a moment to ask God or whatever fits for you here for all of the support, the the spiritual or the practical support that you need in order to make this a new normal in your life. And to keep this this thing consistent. And just opening your heart and receiving whatever it is that, that God wants to give you, however and whenever it comes. Awesome, and take a deep breath in. And exhale, okay. So if you feel um, pretty good at this point, if you feel like you've cleared through that blockage, um, just, you know, if you feel pretty confident you've cleared through that blockage, if you'd press star two to raise your hand, I won't call on you. I just, uh, again, wanna get a, a read on how everyone's doing. Awesome. Okay. So a few of you raised hands. Oh, we're getting a few more. Okay. Here we go. I'm so sorry. My computer is so slow today. Okay. Um, If you feel like um, you're a little stuck um, and uh, you want a little bit more support um, or you have a question about this process... I'm going to lower the hands here. Um, you can press star 2 to raise your hand and just uh, give me a second here while it loads. And um, if you have your journal with you and there's something you want to write down um, that is kind of like an aha moment or, or anything that you're wanting to remember, just take a moment and write that down. Okay, Um, let's move on to morning and evening ritual conversation. Uh, This is something that I love and I never thought about doing a morning or an evening ritual or routine um, until I started my health coaching work and then I started experimenting with uh, different ways to start and end the day and I just began to feel so much better and so much more prepared for the things that would come at me in my in my day and I just became a huge believer in uh, starting um, a morning or evening ritual and then I discovered some of the science behind it it's pretty fascinating Um, when it comes to brain science you know there are there are um, a few different brainwave states so I'll just go through this really quickly I want to set up a foundation for why this is important and we'll talk about ideas for it but um, there's um, brainwave states that are like your when you're in your conscious mind and then brainwave states that move into the deeper mind, the subconscious mind. So when you're in beta brainwave state, that's your thinking mind. That's the state that you're in during you know an active, busy part of your day. It's called beta. 
And then the next level under is called alpha, and alpha is kind of the bridge into your subconscious. So it's going down, you know, underneath the, the surface of the water. It's bridging down, you know, through the surface. And alpha is a little bit slower. It's the brainwave state that you're in, like when you're in a meditation. And then theta is the next brainwave state, and it's a deeper um, it's a it's a deeper brainwave state that it slows down a little bit or, or quite a bit, and this is the brainwave state that you're in right as you're about to drift off to sleep. So it's pretty deep, and then delta is deep dreamless sleep, and delta is that final one. And there's another one called gamma, but that's more for like people who are um, Olympians or high high performers. They get into a certain super cognitive state called gamma. We won't talk as much about that today, but um, the most important thing to know is that there are two times in the in the 24 hours that we have in a day when you are in a deeper brainwave state um, and your your whole subconscious mind is more open to change. And um, so the the lower the brainwave state, the more suggestible you are to information. So, um, like for example, if you were to listen to something you know, super scary, right as you're drifting off to sleep, you'd probably have nightmares because your brain is very suggestible to information at that time. If you were to listen to something that was affirming of your safety and your value, you'd probably feel really rested and, and feel awesome when you woke up because your brain is, is very much absorbing this information when it's a, a lowered brainwave state like alpha or theta. So the two times during the day that this, the door to the subconscious mind is open and you're more suggestible to information, which means that you can change faster, is right as you're coming to, um, right as you're waking up in the morning and right as you're going to sleep at night. So of course it would make sense to have a ritual that helps you um, get clear on your vision for your day or get get a sense of... Um, peace and centeredness or gratitude or hope or, or openness to life right as you're waking up or have uh, something that helps you release your day and not take any negative content into your sleep so you can get a full restful night of sleep and allow your body to restore and repair and do all those wonderful things that it does. So, um, you know, if, if you're anything like I was before I started this work, I would wake up every morning and I had just chronic anxiety. I couldn't, I, it was hard to get myself out of bed. I didn't know what to wear. I was stressed about my life, even though my life was awesome, you know, definitely from the outside. But my inner world was so much in survival mode. And it was so programmed to live in stress and anxiety and, um, and just struggle. That as soon as I started to integrate the, like, tapping or meditation in the morning, um, some movement, um... And, and did something at night to calm my, my body down and to um, you know, release the day and to pray or do whatever really was helpful to me, um, it, it just changed everything because the door to the subconscious mind was really open and the subconscious mind is the part that resists that change. And um, it's the, the part that does absorb you know, other people's emotions and is programmed to live in in survival mode rather than in creation mode. So I just want to set up that foundation as to why a morning or evening ritual or routine is so important. And you can make this as, as short as you want, or if you have more time and you want to dig into it deeper, you can make it longer. Um, I go back and forth all the time. There's times whenever I, I want to get up early and I want to have a, a longer morning routine. You know, I'll do yoga for a little bit. Um, I'll start my day with meditation or tapping, depending on how I'm feeling. And then um, before going to bed at night, I just make sure that that I've tapped and I've kind of released the the earlier part of the day. And I just, um, you know, I just pray or anything that's heavy on me, just pray about it, release it, let it go. And um, and so you can you make it as, as long or short as you want to. And so. Um, what I would recommend doing is is starting out with um, a, finding a few things that you notice get your gets your your emotional state and your mental state just ready to be your best self in your day. And this could look different for different people, and it will. Um, my my sister Laura, she has a 
a, a prayer that she turns on that if someone else did this like daily prayer and she turns it on right as she wakes up and and that really gets her ready for her day. You know, I love doing like energy center meditations first thing in the morning. Sometimes they're like 40 minutes long. And then sometimes I wake up and I'm like, mm, I, I need to do something different. And I do about 10 minutes of tapping and five minutes of, of meditating and that works well. So, um, so, so the most important thing here is, is to experiment and explore until you find kind of your sweet spot and then give yourself permission to make it longer or shorter, depending on the day or on what your needs are. So um, if you're feeling really triggered when you wake up in the morning, I definitely recommend that you do a tapping meditation. So do the core meditation, do um, you know any of the tapping meditations that I have because you want to get the nervous system calmed down. Um, that's really, really important. It's very difficult to meditate if you're feeling overstimulated, um, feeling anxiety or you know um, fear about the day you know, frustration, you need to get the nervous system calmed down. So then it's more open to feeling lightness and peace and gratitude, you know, all the creation emotions. Um, but if you wake up feeling really good, I would definitely recommend more of like a meditation. And if you want uh, links to that, or you want recommendations, I don't personally have a non tapping meditation, um, I'm a tapping teacher, not not a um, meditation teacher, but I have some um, some people I definitely recommend uh, checking into, and there's some free ones on YouTube that are awesome. So if you're new to this work or you're new to a morning uh, a morning routine, you'll want to experiment with a little bit to see where your sweet spot is, and uh, you could do you know ten minutes of of um, you know, meditation and 10 minutes of journaling and 10 minutes of stretching and be done or, you know, just play around with it. So that's for the morning. And then for the evening ritual, the most important thing here is to release your day, release any sort of um, stress that you feel, you know, any anxiety about how you, you know, like any anxiety about the next day. Um, And there's a few things that make this a lot easier. Uh, number one is I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, turning off any screens uh, about, you know, at the very least 30 minutes before you go to bed or go to sleep and um, preferably an hour. And if you can get a, you know, a hot cup of tea um, or do your green ritual um, and start to close things down for the night about 30 to 30 minutes to an hour before you want to be asleep. Uh, what this does is it helps your brain um, calm down from the chaos that, that comes in with technology. You know, screens have that, br- that blue light that is very um, stimulating to our brains. And so the brain is going to be like having to, to fire and wire faster and when we um, scroll through things like social media, then it's causing our brain to be very incoherent. And when the brain is incoherent or chaotic, then the body becomes incoherent and chaotic. Um, We just weren't wired for this type of overstimulation and chaos. We're wired for nature, you know, with very, um, very natural, slow um, transitions, you know, from sunrise to sunset and um, it, there's just, there's so much about the, the modern culture that's very hard on our bodies. So if you're able to, for your evening ritual, you know, shut the phone down 30 minutes to an hour, get your green ritual, get your hot cup of tea. Um, some people love to take a bath in the evening. I think that that's a great, um, option. If you, if you have the time or the bandwidth or that sounds, sounds good to you. Um, one of the things about water, interestingly enough, is that water helps you clear your energy field. And so this is why some people love to swim or take baths or um, the, the, you know, everyone has an energy field that extends six to 12 feet in all directions. This is why we can kind of sense each other's energy when we're around each other, like, oh, they have a good vibe or don't, or um, we can feel it. And so when you are around lots of people all day long, you're absorbing their energy without even trying. And so water is a great way to cleanse the energy field. So if you take a bath at night, that can help. Um, I, I recommend putting some Epsom salts in there for, or magnesium salts. 
and um, maybe essential oils. These are just ideas. You don't have to overwhelm yourself. It's just a couple of ideas. Um, and then uh, just even if you took two or three minutes right before you're, you're going to sleep at night and, um, and just tap through the points, you could do the tap and breathe. You could, you could do a little meditation, just something that helps you really release the day so that you're not carrying all that content into your, your sleep and into your dreams, etc. Um, and then what happens there is that when you do that and you've released that, that negative energy, um, your body can totally relax. It can drop into a deeper sleep that restores your whole system while you're sleeping. Um, there are just multiple, multiple studies on the, the huge benefit of um, restorative deep sleep for the physical body. So I won't get off into all that here, but, but um, that's, that's the benefit. And uh, then one more thing on the evening ritual. I highly recommend, and I'll post more about this later, but I highly recommend that you prep for your morning ritual the night before. So what that means is if you're going to go for a run in the morning, have your running shoes out, have your pants, have your jacket, whatever, have it laid out, have your earbuds ready for you, like on your bedside table, um, and um if you wrap yourself up in a blanket while you're tapping or meditating, have that there. Um, I use an iPad or a, a sleep mask um, whenever I do my meditation in the morning if I'm not tapping because I want to shut out the external world. I want to shut out light. I want to move more deeply um, into the meditation. And so the blocking out the light really helps with that. So I have my sleep mask and I have my earbuds and I have my fuzzy blanket I set out my clothing and that way, um, or my yoga mat and that way I'm just ready to roll. So prepping your morning ritual in the evening, even though it'll take you like two minutes, it's really powerful to, to get you ready. Um, because in the morning, typically we're not ready to like, like if we can't find our earbuds or we're, you know, we don't, everything's scattered, then it's going to be much easier to fall off the wagon, so to speak. Okay, so um, those are ideas for morning and evening ritual in no particular order. Um, does anyone have any questions about that? You can just press star two to raise your hand. Okay, looks like we are good. All right, let's move on to um, ideas for food so that healthy eating does not take on an air of boredom. So the first thing I want to say about this is I'm going to be um, posting about this this coming week. So um, I'm, I'm going to take you guys through a, a walk through like my refrigerator pantry and give you a few ideas on uh, changing things up. And just so you can kind of see what I do, not that you need to, to do it like I do it. It's just to maybe... Um, give you a few ideas on what you can do for yourself. So, um, the other thing is, uh, the other thing that makes healthy eating easier is, um, getting a, a bento box. And this is going to sound kind of funny, but, um, wh when you can have a bunch of different options, like in a bento box, and you know how the bento boxes are the little, the, the lunch boxes that have like different, um, individual containers in them. And if you put different foods in there, um, you have you have just you're able to eat more intuitively, and you have stuff just just ready and sitting there, and um, it makes uh, healthy eating a lot a lot more intuitive and a lot faster. So you could throw in um, some guacamole and some baby carrots and like some olives and some trail mix and some you know cubes of you know meat or. Um, you could just kind of have that sitting there and then, um, uh, it's a, it's kind of, it's easy to eat intuitively that way. And, um, so that's one thing that I would recommend and I'll, I'll post about that as well. And, um, the other thing that I encourage you to do is, is just Google or Pinterest, like healthy ideas, you know, gluten-free or paleo or ketogenic, um, Use those little um, keywords in there and then just see what pops up. See if you find a few things that you love. I would give you ideas here, but everyone has like different um, taste buds and different needs and uh, maybe um, a little bit of a different 
um, diet that, you know, or, or food protocol that you're working with. So I'm not going to get super specific, but I, I encourage you to just like Facebook them and then look, or not Facebook, uh, Google them and then look at the images because sometimes those images will um, trigger the brain to come up with new ideas. So um, that that is probably one of the most inspiring things is just get on there and look at it. And then that's part of why we have live gatherings is so you can just taste things that you might ne- might not have tried before and uh, and and it'll give you some new inspiration. Okay. So let's see if there's anything else here. Um, okay, so we, we don't have time to dive into tapping around the last thing here about people misunderstanding the changes that you're making. Um, but I just want to say a few things about this. Um, if, if you were in a situation this week where you felt judged for um, you know healthy eating or you felt like people didn't understand and you felt like you were um, you know offending them, um, this is definitely an important thing to work through because as I mentioned earlier in the call, the social dynamics around food are huge. And so um, what I would encourage you to do is to notice the emotions that come up and you might even journal this if you have your journal with you, but notice the emotions that um, tend to come up when, when someone's noticing what you're eating and you feel like they're, they either don't understand or they don't approve or, or whatever. Notice those emotions, and then um, then notice the 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 voices in your head. And um, so the voices in your head may be saying something like, "You're offending them, and that's not okay," or "You you need to make sure that that like if if you do this, then they're gonna they're not gonna like you, or you need to make sure everyone's happy." Um, notice those voices in your head. And you might even just write them down, like write down the, the little phrases that come to you. And then go back through that, that short list of, of, um, of little phrases, little voices in your head. And then notice, does this voice sound like anyone I know? And this is just a, a, an exercise for awareness because um, so much of the time, you know, we we are, are thinking thoughts that are not even our own. And it's estimated that, um, you know, we think about 70,000 thoughts per day and about 90% of them are not even our own. There are other people's ideas or opinions that are passed down generationally. And until someone questions, like, why are we feeling that way? Why are we doing this? Um, it, we just tend to perpetuate the same idea or the same old story in our head or the same belief. And it just kind of goes down. It just kind of keeps on going. Um, so when you step back from all of it, or you clear through any emotions around being different or people not understanding or people judging you, um, when you, when you step back from all of it, um, you, you actually can can see it for what it is, which is, you know, you're doing something that's so inspiring, so loving to yourself. And, um, it's just this, it's just that people aren't used to it and they're not accustomed to it and they don't know what to do with it. And that's why it feels like tricky or wrong. And, and when you're, when you're doing something that's new, it's like, it's new in your social circle or it's new in your family dynamic, it is going to feel a little bit, um, uncomfortable, not because it's wrong, but because it's new. So I just want to say that. Um, and, uh, if you are, you know, doing any, any one-on-one sessions with me, definitely bring that in to work on. And, um, if, if this, if this comes up a few more times and we probably will tap on it, maybe next live call. So I make it, I'll make a note about that. Okay. Let's just, I'm just going to open up to see if anyone has any questions any um, thoughts? You can press star two to raise your hand. Any comments? And I and I just want to remind y'all: um, keep posting in the Facebook group. Any wins that you have, any struggles, it's helping me um, 
keep tabs on where everyone's at so that I can support you as you know effectively as possible. Because my goal truly is, like I want you to enter the new year feeling so good and so free and so light. And I know it's possible. And, um, and you know, we have, um, let's see, you know, we have like a total of four weeks left. So, so just take this time to keep rewiring your mind, to keep on um, staying steady with your intention. Remember, it's progress, not perfection. You may feel like two steps forward, one step back, but just forgive yourself quickly and go right back to your intention. And um, there's no there's no way that you won't have success. And um, I'm just really proud of each of you. I've gotten to see different ones of you at different times or connect with y'all. And I just, I love the, I love the things I'm seeing and hearing and um, just love that you're on this journey. And so um, it doesn't look like we have any questions. So I'm going to close the call now. But if you, um, if you need any more support, please reach out. I'll be posting this replay on the Facebook page and um, we will um, have the same, you know, a live call. Um, same time next week and I'll be sending out more info soon about the next live gathering so okay lots of love to you all speak to you again soon